Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Azesu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 265. Today we'll be talking about TV, including She-Hulk, A League of Their Own, Chad and JT Go Deep, Untold's The Rise and Fall of Anne One, the rehearsal and Big Brother 24. Movies including Samaritan, Running with the Devil, and Emily the Criminal. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, he wants to protect our borders. It's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? <clears throat> We'll start off with TV, man, because that show was... I only watched the first episode and a half. <laughs> uh, before we dive into Big Brother, before you guys start crying, bro. <laughs> um, Chad and JT go deep. Have you heard of these guys? I had it. Uh, it is interesting because uh, I see the descriptions call them like a Bill and Ted type. And sure, I see that, but I... I feel like they're even actually closer to jackass, in my opinion. Yeah, it says here, um, two activists take to the streets of Southern California to spread awareness on important issues. All right, this was something new that's on Netflix. I don't know how many episodes there is, but I only watched... um, I think it's like, it's only like six. I watched three of them. Okay, I only watched the first, first full episode and then half of the second one, and then I fell asleep, but... (laughs) <laughs> um, these two, these two buddies are just, well, it's like reality. I mean, they're, they're filming, obviously they got to get the consent, uh, them to sign those release forms so they can put the people on the show. But yeah, it was just these guys just doing funny things. I mean, like, uh, like Zisu said, um, protect our borders. Protect our borders. <laughs> they were talking about. Protecting skateboards, <laughs> skateboarders, not the borders down south or the ones up north. <laughs> so they had a little, um, a little canopy that they set up on the beach. I think it was Huntington Beach or wherever they were, and they had the little t-shirts protect, protect the borders. <laughs> and people were like, "Yeah," they were walking by. Can you sign a petition to protect the borders? And they were like, oh, yeah, man, we, we really need to protect to keep the illegals out and this and that. And and they're like, what do you I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like, uh, <laughs> keep them out because they were skateboarding. <laughs> and then the people are like, what? So us as the audience, we know what they're they're there for. But uh, you just read whatever is on their T-shirts or their banner. You're going to you assume it's the. The borders, mainly the one down south that everyone's flipping out about. Yeah. But so these guys. And then the bus scene, the bus scene where they're like, I think we're getting canceled. And they're like explaining it to the people on the bus. And they're like, is immigration a big deal? <laughs> and they're like, they, they had a, um, some guy walked by 
and he had a protect the borders shirt, but the way they the way they spelled borders was different. His was the the borders down south and north. So they go, hey, can we get a um a selfie with you? And they're like, yeah. So they took a picture of him with them with that dude that said to protect the borders. Look, look it up. You guys, I don't know what we're talking idea we're talking about, but so they put that picture on their Instagram or wherever. Twitter, and then everybody started commenting, ah, I'm not following you anymore. You guys are racist and this and that. Of course, it's kind of like a little scripted thing, but we as audience know that they're just they're just playing along with it, but they were doing a, uh, a Hollywood bus tour, and I think there was only like maybe five or six people on it, but they people that got on the bus thought they were going to go see the sights of Hollywood, but what they actually were doing was seeing the sights of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so, <laughs> that would have been a good uh, bus tour. I would have went on that because they went to uh, Dom's house, <laughs> uh, the store that they owned, uh, uh, that hill where um, was it Johnny Tran, that one of his buddies or whatever, yeah. wiped out on. <laughs> And they said that. They said that on the tour. Johnny Tran. Yeah. They even got, uh, what's her name, to pop up in it? Mia Toretto. Yeah, the, the one that played his sister. I don't I don't know her, her real name. You guys are probably screaming it. Jordana Brewster. Yeah, her. Beautiful young woman. She was there. <laughs> but she knew, but of course, scripted. She he just wasn't at this little burger joint that they were at, but she was talking to them. Oh, I really fall. I like you guys. And da, 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 da. don't give up on your dreams and keep doing what you guys are doing. So that was their thing. But they're right now they're in the midst of, of being canceled. So they're like, cause they were talking to the people on the, on the bus tour. Everything like everybody was getting mad because they were, are we just doing a fast and furious tour? We thought we were going to see famous people's, <laughs> Houses or where famous movies were filmed, and they were like, Fast and Furious. Or they said, No, lady goes, We thought we were going to be seeing sites where they were filming old movies. And he went, Well, Fast and Furious was like 20 years ago. <laughs> I didn't realize it's <laughs> and then been they're that like, long. James Dean, and he's like, Who's James Dean? And they're like, Oh, <laughs> so but it's that kind of show, I assume. As the series goes on, where, how far did you get? What else kind of mischief did they get into? So the other stuff <clears> I <throat> saw them get into, um, you might have seen a little of this. They're um, interacting with the famous DJ yeah. Zed. Oh. And um, <laughs> they talk about this like perineum sunning. Perineum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um uh, <laughs> and they go to like uh, city councils to try to talk about like they need spaces for it. But uh, in the further episodes, it's it seems like the the name of the show uh, uh, that the Chad and JT go deep. Uh, it's I guess all about like they are they are trying to be like these activists, so. Um, they have like, uh, one is like a recycled, uh, sex toys booth to like, keep, keep it out of the oceans, like recycle your sex toys. <laughs> They've got that. 
And then they want to bring awareness to the cliffs of, uh, I, I can't, I, I think it might be Santa Barbara. I can't remember exactly where they are, but either way, you know, somewhere down there in, in Southern California where they've had like cliff erosion, they want to bring awareness to like cliff erosion. So they have like a little bit of like, um, like they, they have like a little meeting where they have people like stand in line and then come present to them like ideas, how they could bring awareness. And somebody's like, yeah, do a, a beer bong off the cliff. So they get like a huge tube to run off one of the cliffs down to the beach and whatever they do, you know, beer chugging off the cliff. So, and it just goes, you know, on and on, obviously they're going to keep doing silly stuff to protest and whatnot. (laughs) Um, Bring awareness to certain issues. I'm on the Netflix site and it says, um, Chad and JT go deep. Best bros, Chad and JT set out to spread positivity, positivity through community activism and chill vibes in this fractious prank comedy <laughs> series. It says comedians Tom Allen and John Parr star as bromant, bromantic uh, duo Chad and JT in this raunchy prank comedy show featuring Zed. Who is Zed? I just assume he's a DJ. I just know that whatever he is, he's like a DJ and he's got a residency in Vegas, like a lot of artists get. So he's one of those guys you can go see in Vegas, like constantly does a show, you know? I mean, good for him, man. I I don't, I'm not up to date on that. That type of music that he plays, I could give me a headache, but I mean, to each his own, I'm sure all the little heavy metal vomit music I listen to gives you guys headaches, but I, I'm no, I'm not the one, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> the, the part that I liked is when they went to the Zed's house and they were trying to tell him what they wanted to do with that uh, perineum sunbathing or whatever. And he was kind of like, wait, what? So this, can, we found a cool spot in your yard to do it. So they were like, uh, okay. So um, he's Zed is sitting there with his girlfriend in their house, but he's got one of those big, huge, fancy houses where they're like, like the glass doors was tall as the ceiling and they slide open and he's looking out and Chad and JT are laying out in, in the grass, uh, no pants on. And they're got their legs pretty much all the way over their heads and letting their, their assholes, um, hit the sun. <laughs> Don't ask me what it does, but all right. So, but it was funny. Cause Zed- yeah, they said, according to like, they said, according to, uh, Dr. Drew or something like it, it, it like helps actually your health and your mood and everything like that. So supposedly that's what they were running with. <laughs> I don't want my hole hitting the sun sunlight. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It was funny though. I liked what was uh, what was going on in the show, so, but I'm only uh, so far into it. Okay, ten things you need to know before you take your perineum sunning. Wow, um, this is what it's on. Okay, what are the ten things? Don't tell me that. And uh, what does it sound like? 
what are the purported benefits? Uh, people who practice perinatal stunning say there's a long list of health and wellness benefits. The main one is uh, mentioned energy boost. Well, I need energy, but I don't think I'm going to be laying outside my butthole in the air. Uh, in a mere 30 seconds of sunlight, uh, <laughs> in a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy than you would in an entire day being outside with your clothes on. One perineum sunner said in an Instagram video, others say perineum sunning can stop PY, I don't know what that is, or life force energy leaking from the body, inventing Parna for solar energy. Well, um, okay, I don't get why you would do this, but um, I got too much shame. Maybe if I had a big, huge wall around my house, I'd go out there and give it a shot for 30 seconds just to tell you just to tell you guys that, that it did give me some energy um i think if i went out there and did it on my deck um the, uh, the sheriff's department will be up here and uh or somebody might take pictures right. and put post me all over facebook but um all right i'm gonna have this is a long list i'm not gonna go down but just that first thing oh okay man to each his own everyone this is on um 10 things you need to know before you take up perineum sunning on healthline.com. Just check that out if you guys have, don't believe me. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, Chad and JT go deep. Um, it's funny. I'm going to continue with it. Um, I like the episode, These the, the names of the episodes. There's only six episodes, a major faux pas, raising awareness. Schmoll Island, I don't know what that is, a, a small dong shame, uh, Strokers Unite, and Going Deep. <laughs> what is uh, Schmoll yeah. Island? That's the, the third that's episode. The one with the, uh, the, that's the one with the eroding cliffs and the they do the beer bong off the cliffs. Okay. Did you watch the- To raise awareness. Did, about did you watch the, the first episode, the, the fourth episode, Small Dong Shame? No, I saw that was next, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these episodes are only like 20, 20 minutes, if 22 at the most. Uh, but um, if you like this type of comedy, I mean, this comedy isn't for everybody. So uh, it makes me laugh. I I'll definitely continue uh, to see uh, where these guys go. I mean, I thought their names were Chad and JT, but they're obviously comedians, Tom Allen and John Parr. So. Yeah, just like the idea yeah, these are just yeah. characters uh, that they portray so but i don't know i'll, I'll uh, check it out but yeah once again the perineum sunning check out healthline.com for all your uh perineum sunning lists or whatever before you go out there and do it i don't know if you put a uh, tanning or well if you're only out there for 30 seconds i don't think you're getting you're gonna get sunburnt but um try not to fall asleep out there because your butt in the air it's not going to feel good, but, uh, yeah, that's it for that. Before we dive into big brother, what other TV do you have? Um, uh, we already talked well, how we felt about she Hulk last time, but what I wanted to bring up this time is, did you watch episode two? Yes. Uh, did you catch, or did you see the news story going around about a certain character that was mentioned in the episode on a computer screen? I might have, but I don't remember. I watched it whenever it aired. I only watched it once. Who was it? Okay, so I didn't 
catch it during the episode, but I saw it going around in the news and I just thought like, man, I had to bring it up here just because like, wow, could it be in the series? Maybe, maybe not. I already told you about the rumor about the thing showing up. Oh. Jason Siegel might make a debut. But um, there's on her computer screen while she's looking for lawyer work, um, there's a picture of what their shoes and they call them Iron Man threes. And then under it, it says related articles. Um, one of them says, why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? Obviously a reference to Eternals. Very cool. Uh, but the other one, which this is like, whoa, <laughs> um, not the first reference they made because they did talk about um, – the bar that this character owned, they, the winter soldier and Falcon went there. Um, but right here it says man with metal claws in bar brawl. Wolverine. Wolvie. Better, yeah. Better be Harry, Harry Potter. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they mentioned him though. So. Uh, it might be just for fun. Uh, sure. Why not? But, a very interesting. <laughs> Is it just on that one quick scene? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yep. looking at something where she's looking at a computer and I don't see anything unless it show it. Is it when she's sitting there with her friend on the couch? I think so. Yeah. Let me send you the, the little clip or my little. There we go. The little uh, thing that I was reading off of. <laughs> I'm watching the, the show, and I want to see if they're going to show more. Uh, uh, no, it was just that one quick scene. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The other interesting thing from the episode is to see that uh, at least when this show starts, um the events of Shang-Chi are just getting underway. That was cool to see that like, it, there's like a point in the timeline. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that was cool. And we find out that when Mr. Orange comes into play, uh, abomination. Um, yep. He's only Mr. Orange in my eyes, everyone. I, I don't remember. Um, sure. His name. <laughs> um, but uh, what's his name? Was her dad, um, cousin Larry, from um, Perfect Strangers? I hadn't seen him. Oh wow! I haven't yeah. seen him in forever. So that was cool Great. when he popped up on there. But I like what yeah. I like what's going on oh. in the show. I just wish that these episodes were longer because these they, yeah. thirty minutes are just it's quick. And you, I don't know if every episode is going to have a um. After credit scene, but definitely uh, That's stick around for all it those. Looks like, it looks like it because now we have two in a row with it. And uh, interestingly, I'm used to these series going six episodes. We get nine with this one. So that's cool. Nine episodes to look forward to. Well, seven more now. Yeah. So, but, I, but I'm all in, man. This is, um, it, it, it's a good show. It's funny. Uh, I like what's going on. And it's obviously it's just it's CGI her. I don't think they got uh, some big tall woman to uh, right. play her. But no, other than no, that, no. I mean, 
The show's amazing. I love it. I just love it. Uh-huh. I just want longer episodes, man, because they they hook you. Yes. Yeah. They hook you, so fast. and then next thing you know, credits are rolling. And stick, I mean, I mean, just the animation at the end of uh, is amazing. What they've been doing with the Marvel shows, what they've been doing with the Star Wars, oh, especially the Star Wars shows, the uh, the concept art that they draw. I think that it's all amazing. Love that. And I yep. wish, I mean, if Disney, you want more of our money, make prints of those things. I definitely would right. want some of the ones of Mando and Boba Fett as well as Obi Wan. But right. I like what's going on. Um, yeah. A League of Their Own. Uh, I thought it was, someone asked me if I was watching. It. I said, the movie? They said, no, it's a TV series. I'm like, what? So it's on uh, Amazon. So I, I watched the first episode. Uh, Legal, a League of Their Own is an American period sports comedy drama television series co-written by Will Graham and Abby Jacobson. Also stars... Uh, who also stars in all right uh, Abby Jacobson is the main girl in it um she this I assume this isn't about the um the characters that we knew in the movie it seems like they they can pop up in but I don't I don't really know yet so far but uh, uh it is an uh adaption of the 1992 film from the same name with new characters and storylines oh, okay about the formation of the world of a World War II era women's professional baseball team. All right, <clears throat> yeah, there is uh, this main girl, uh, Carson Shaw. She, her husband's uh, in the war, out in the war, and same thing like the movie. They they, they got the candy bar guy that wants to uh, do uh, sponsor the um, the All American League um, women's baseball. I can't remember what it was called. So it's it's basically that storyline, but like it said, with new characters and new storylines. So I like what's going on. So I guess it can those characters can pop into this. The Dottie Henson and and whatever her sister's name was, and Madonna and Rosie's character. I think they I saw pictures that Rosie is in this. Rosie O'Donnell. She's not her character from the movie, but she's in it. Um, I don't know who she is yet, but um, I really loved the movie. I thought it was an amazing story. And for them to stretch this out into a whole series. I mean, they're each I me. Mean, see, how come these episodes can be almost an hour and awesome stuff like she holds only a half hour. But uh, I don't know. I guess money's involved. As Amazon, they got all the money in the world. If you guys order everything from them, like uh, pretty much everybody here in America. But um, the show is good. I, I like what's happening so far. Um. Let me get to the IMDb and run down some of the, the cast. Because some of these gals I've never seen before. So um, there's also, if you guys remember in the movie, there was a quick scene during one of the practices that there was some uh, some black women standing off to the side. And one of them picked up the baseball and like from the outfield threw it all the way to, uh, I don't know if it was first base or home plate. I can't, no, I think it was home, home plate. But anyway, uh, there is a, a black actress in this is Shanti Adams. She plays Max Chapman as well as her friend. Uh, ooh, sorry, I, I'm going to kill your name, first and last name. Gibem Isola Icamelo. I don't know. i totally pronouncing that wrong. She's Chance Morgan. But the main three that they're focusing on so far is Abby Jacobson, Carson Shaw, Darcy Carden. She's Greta Gill and... 
Who's her friend? Okay, it's um, I think it's Marlene Field as uh, Joe DeLuca, and there is another two other women. One of them doesn't speak English. Uh, Priscilla Delgado. She plays Este Gonzalez, and Roberta Colin Colindres as Lupe Garcia. Uh, I, I like to. I want to see where their characters or that story is going with them because one of them, I think, she's from Cuba. Both of them are from Cuba, but uh, Este, she doesn't. She doesn't speak English. She only speaks Spanish. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, on with the way the show is going. Oh, the only actor I knew in this was the guy that's running the dude. That's the candy bar guy. He was in. He's been in a ton of movies. Um. He's in one of the movies that uh, made my top 10, but I won't tell you what that is. Um, I just remember he was in Small Soldiers. Oh, Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Him. Uh, he plays Morris Baker. I think that's a guy with the Baker candy bars or whatever the hell that is. But uh, the show is good. I like what's going on. I'm definitely going to continue to watch it. I'm only like an episode in. So... It's got uh, eight episodes, so I don't know if this is a one and done series or if I know this can continue still, because if they're doing stories about other other characters, man, there was like a ton uh, of women in this league. So, but at first I thought they were going with the movie because there is um, there's not sisters like Dottie and whatever um, Lori Petty's character's name was. I can't remember her name. But they're the the main girl. Uh, what the hell would I just say? Carson Shaw. She's there. I, and then she meets up with these two other gals. One's pretty and the other one's kind of like a Madonna and Rosie type of deal. But um, they're not uh, not as raunchy as Madonna was uh, in the movie. But uh, it does have the same feel as the, uh, as the movie. And I'm watching a little trailer and it looks like that they are going to be the Rockford Peaches. So I assume those characters that we already know are, are going to be on this team. I don't know. I'll let you guys know once I get uh, going with this uh, series. But uh, one of my friends that loves these type of series, she got hurt and she was just trying to find things to watch. And uh, she told me, she goes, yeah, check out the show and talk about it. So all right. So shout out to, uh, to Connie. I'm watching it. And um, oh, um, did you even start? Better Call Saul, the final series or final finale or whatever it's called. No, it's o- no, sadly, it's over with, and eh, the way it ended. I mean, I don't know how we could have ended it, but we couldn't have a big shootout like uh, they did for Breaking Bad. So, but um, I guess I mean for Jimmy McGill, aka Saul Goodman, I, I guess it was a good ending. For, for him, but well, I guess their their story continues. So, um, because uh, it was like the um, the flashbacks were all in color, and the present time of uh, Jimmy Hyden was all in black and white. So, but, but I I don't know. I it, it was all right. I mean, I was just like, hey, that that's how you're gonna end this. But again, there's no other way. You can't end it like super duper exciting. I mean, there there isn't going to be action. He's not going to get in the shootout. Um, I thought maybe the 
cartel guys he was hiding from or the police or whatever we're gonna have some big shootout with him but Saul wasn't that type of character so the way it ended is the way it ended but for those of you that have seen it um you guys know how but yeah it was all right I'll, I'll probably watch it again once they put the whole uh series on Netflix or wherever they put it. the thing that sucks about AMC plus is when the shows air they don't stay on there they take all take all the episodes off so I'm like weak so yeah, just wait. Uh, it'll be on Netflix or wherever, um, probably within the next few months. But yeah, Better Call Saul. Yeah, it was all right the way it ended. I loved it every up up to that point, but it, it was pretty good. Um, but check out League of Their Own as well. I'm I'm enjoying it. If you got Amazon Prime, definitely uh, check it out. They have a ton of shows on there. <sighs> I got three shows that I'm watching on there right now: Outer Range, this, and um, that one with Star Lord. Uh, terminal list. Did you go back to that? No, I haven't gone back to terminal list. I will, but I haven't yet. I think I'm more further along in that. I think I'm just going to finish that and then finish out of range and then, then finish this. But cause this, this isn't the way it ended. It didn't like, Oh my God, I guess see what's happening next. Like terminal list. I was like, Oh my God, each episode. So <laughs> yeah, check those shows out. Um, we're only, we're only a few days away from uh, Lord of the Rings, the new TV show on Amazon. Uh, I'll be there for that. I was there for all the movies and everything, so I'll definitely be there for the show. I still need to watch The Hobbit. I have them all. I haven't even watched one minute of that that movie series. Wow! <laughs> so, but. not as it's not as good as uh, Lord of the Rings. It's cool, but it's just not as good as. What we got from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it whenever I get to it. But any yep. any other TV? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple. Um, real quick, last time I talked about Untold, uh, the girlfriend who didn't exist, the Manti Teo story. Since then, another Untold has dropped. Uh, I mentioned it last time too. I was really looking forward to this: the rise and fall of Anne One. I basically knew the story. They actually have told the story before. I think they did a 30 for 30 on it, but now here it is for Netflix. Uh, the cool part, even if you do know the story or had seen that 30 for 30 on the uh, and one, uh, these are all new interviews, uh, new perspective and uh, definitely a, a new way of telling, telling the tale. Even if you do know it, uh, I'd recommend checking it out. Uh, I'll read the description for you. Born out of the playgrounds in New York City, the Anne One mixtape tour took street ball to the masses, challenging convention and picking up a team of basketball misfits along the way. The rise and fall of Anne One traces the journey of how three young friends with a dream of bringing greater claim to the game they love connected with the underground art form of street ball and ended up flipping the billion-dollar basketball industry on its head. Inspired by New York City street ball, Influential brand and one turned local legends on the court into international icons. So why did it come to an end? And that's like the cool part about it too. Like it is truly the rise and fall. You get the story of how it all came together and why it did fall apart. Um, uh, you know, like with a lot of things, not surprisingly, a lot of it actually did come down to money and the inequities some of the guys were getting paid more than others. That kind of tore it apart a little. Um, some guys just on the creative side, like because uh, it's 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 basically the 
tale of uh, two sides here. The the guys who weren't really players, but you know, created the and one brand of t-shirts and shoes and whatnot. And then you've got the actual street ballers who jumped on this idea. Um, I, I do recommend checking it out, but just in, just just to give you the basics of like why and what this what happened here was these these guys that did love street ball and basketball they made this brand and it started out with just these t-shirts and uh, i man i remember seeing them everywhere obviously i'm a big basketball fan and i'm walking basketball circles so no surprise but yeah all these like uh it was all this like trash talk slogans on the t-shirts uh, go to church and pray you don't have to guard me all this other stuff, like, nothing else is coming to mind right now, but um, all this like trash talk phrases were on the shirts. Uh, their shoes weren't nearly as popular, at least at first. There was one that was, but um, they had a little little more problem with that. But um, they really did bring street ball to the masses and that um, they were doing stuff that at the time Nike and all the other heavy hitters weren't doing. And they really did inspire them to come in. Like they talk about, you know, before Nike didn't really mess with it all. And then all of a sudden, and one hits and then all of a sudden Nike does a street ball commercial and whatnot. And it's a great commercial, but it's like, man, you just kind of came in and took the and one thing. On the other side of the story it is about these street ballers. And it's really cool. Um, I've, you know, obviously just personally followed them for, for years. Um, the professor and uh, skip to my Lou Ray for Alston. He's one of these only guys to ever make it actually to the NBA. So that was really cool. Hot sauce, uh, half man, half amazing. Yeah. Uh, just really cool. Uh, especially like if you're a huge basketball fan, like I am to uh, check this out. Like I said, even if you know the story, it's cool and worth seeing. Um, all about it yeah so i recommend it and you know the untold series is just they're doing a really good job with it um like i said last time we we watched the first set uh, malice in the palace and the one about the hockey league thing that uh had like uh mob ties or whatever it was yeah they were ruthless then, in that one <laughs> yeah the Manti Teo thing I talked about last episode, and yeah, now I am one. So uh, looks like there's going to be more too. Uh, if you know about uh, that ref in the NBA who got caught uh, betting on games, um, there's going to be one on him. It looks like, and then it looks like they're going to do a couple more. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I recommend checking this one out. Untold: The Rise and Fall of And One. Anymore or Big Brother time? I'm, I, don't, Big I don't have any more TV. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun covering the season. It's been awesome. We get, you know, we got uh, Nez here jumping on some of the live feed coverage we've been doing for Anchor. Hopefully, you guys, if you do like Big Brother, you've been enjoying that. And, um, I don't know if I want to go too long here because we definitely need to do a live feed. Uh, coverage about what went down in the house today. One of the most eventful 
days in the house by far uh, went down today. The house uh, was blown up um, after the events of the split house twist where you had the outsiders and the insiders. They came back together. Um, Turner, who was one of the outsiders for last week, uh, he won head of household. He did want to stay loyal to the leftovers, but Kyle did talk him into taking a shot at the other side, specifically Michael. And the way they were going to do that was they put up uh, Brittany and Taylor on the block with the idea of hoping that Michael wouldn't play in the veto and they could backdoor Michael that way. They could take Brittany or Taylor down and then put up Michael and Michael would get voted out and he'd be out of the game. That was their idea. Uh, the only thing is, uh, Michael did get picked. He did win, and he's become a new legend of the game. He's already uh, tied the record for the most vetoes won in the season, and we still got uh, weeks to go till the end of September. So he has plenty of time to add to that resume. He's an absolute comp beast is what they call him in the game. Uh, he is great at the games. So um, he will use the video. Obviously, he can't be nominated to save himself, and he can use it to take Brittany or Taylor down off the block. Obviously, Brittany is his closest ally. He's going to do that. But um, he already like saw it coming. He knew that Kyle was behind this and he was ready to finally divulge the information that him and Brittany have been sitting on here for a few weeks. The thing that uh, the internet had been going crazy on and that we had a couple pods where we talked um, specifically about uh, the trending topics of uh, stop protecting Kyle and KKK Kyle um, just uh, today. Uh, Stop protecting Kyle earlier uh, in the day was trending number one in the U.S. like amongst all topics, not just in the for you, which obviously I see things there just tailored towards me. Like, you know, right now it's it's back to the VMAs is number one. House of the Dragon is number two. But in my own, the for you, uh, the new tag that's uh, trending is Kyle exposed party. Um yeah, so uh, Michael and Brittany decided to finally, after sitting on this information for these weeks, um, some people might say it's in poor taste to use it for gameplay, like they should have just done the right thing and brought it out earlier. And other people would argue, well, it might not have affected, like he might have been able to get away with it or cover up or people wouldn't take it seriously. Um but yeah, uh, it was actually crazy to see. I got home from work just in time to see the feeds and it was crazy content. It was Michael and Brittany revealing all the information to Turner and the head of household. His mind was blown. I guess they had already told uh, Monty and Taylor earlier in the day. Obviously, <laughs> they were hurt um, by this information. And uh, Monty told Terrence and then uh, obviously like it was clear that Alyssa had heard because all of a sudden uh, Kyle was talking to Alyssa and he was like, uh, 
you know, you want to lay down? She's like, no, we can sit. And it was like, obviously awkward. And then she felt like it wasn't her place to say, but then it finally came out and he was like, oh my God, like, not only am I going to be out of this game, this is going to like ruin my life. I have to like leave right now. And uh, shortly after he went to the diary room and was like, slamming on the button to try to get in. And he was in there for hours. Uh, had everybody speculating that like Paloma he, in week one, he might've left the game. He might've been done, but uh, turns out the feeds came back this evening and he's still there. But in the meantime, um, even though you could say when the day started, uh, Kyle was Turner's closest ally, uh, based on all the, the information that came out and as uncomfortable as it is, uh, he's feeling the pressure to put him up. He's still actually, Turner's hoping that even if he puts uh, Kyle up on the block tomorrow, that uh, Taylor can still be voted out, but that just obviously won't happen. It's only going to take three votes to get him out, and, and that's Michael, Brittany, and Monty right there. So if that's what happens, uh, he will leave, and it's just an, a crazy flip of the script on the game. I would say he just, like, I don't even know, like 48 hours, maybe even less, 24 hours ago, like, he was in a great spot to get all the way to the end of the game. His outsiders that came in were in power. Um, Michael Brittany Taylor was for sure basically going to go weakening that side, the other side. And uh, he was in a great spot. Now he might be leaving this week. And it's an incredible turn of events. We knew he'd have to answer this for sooner or later. I'm actually glad it came in the house. It came out in the house because it needed to be discussed. And I'm glad they talk, get to talk about it now and not be shocked on the uh, uh, finale night, you know? All right. Here's something I found on Twitter. Uh, somebody by messy BB fan nine hours ago. Fuck file Kapner, Kyle Kapner, the racist. Fuck Alyssa Snyder, the airhead. Fuck Matt Turner, the optimist. Fuck Terrence, the misogynist. Fuck Mike and Britt, the weaponizers. Fuck CBS, the protector of the assailants, but never the victims. BB24, stop protecting Kyle. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't get behind this. Kyle. Party is trending too right now. I don't <laughs> I don't get behind the show that much to where I gotta be ah so but um yeah I'm watching it as well but I'm not I'm not gonna go tweet about it. I'll talk about it here on the show if we're doing our live things but um come on everyone <laughs> but I mean yeah especially with today's society society and the internet and everything and social media and all that. I mean, calling out people for who they are and all that. So, I mean, I still want to see it uh, when Kyle walks out and finds out what, uh, I don't know about the rest of the world, but what America, most of, or a lot of America uh, thinks of him. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. We'll see what, we'll see what happens to this kid. Uh, another one. Here's another thing. This one was 11 hours ago. 
Uh, all four cams are on Turner asleep during one of the most pivotal convos of the season. Yeah. You can't make this shit. That up. was, yeah, that was when uh, Michael and Brittany were telling Monty and Taylor about, about it. So that's one of the things that's got people mad. The whole like stop protecting because they're purposely not showing it. And I do get it because I've heard some commentary about like they actually do have a responsibility like to to actually it's true to actually protect the players and whatnot. But it's like if you're going to show, you know, certain conversations, you, they did show uh, Michael and Brittany telling Turner in the household head of household room. If you're going to show that, like why? Don't you show when Michael and Brittany are exposing it to two African American players and Monty and Taylor? Um, and I guess this another like counter thing online that a lot of people have been talking about is like, oh, you got to like respect people's like mental health and whatnot. And like being this random tweet from two hours ago, this person says, every time a racist on the show is exposed, they cry mental health issues. Tired of the hypocrisy. They don't give a damn about the mental health of the people they are targeting. Why should anybody give a damn about theirs? I like this one. Somebody just put a little clip from South Park. Fuck you, Kyle. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he, uh, he's been doomed for weeks. It's just, it's finally hit the game in, the real, in a real way. Like, they've just been able to kind of gloss over it. I will give them a credit that they did air those segments on the show where he was saying those things. So they didn't completely wash over it. And now they're going to have no choice. Like this is truly affecting the game on Wednesday and Thursday's episodes this week. It's they're going to have to show it. They might be able to get away with not showing it on Wednesday's episodes, but a hundred percent on Thursday's eviction. Um, they're probably going to need to dive deep into this, you know? Yeah. We'll see, uh, where it goes from there. But, <laughs> but yeah, crazy day in the house. Um, uh, and then on top of that, um, uh, Michael, by winning the veto, also won. He got to see they did a movie in the house. Very rare. Um, they don't do this every year. They've done it before, but not every year. Um, he got They got to see uh, Bros, I think it's called, or something, a Billy Eichner mm -hmm. film. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Who's in that besides Billy? I, I, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Um but he got to, okay, yeah, here it is. Uh, two men with a commitment, pro, commitment problems attempt a relationship. Uh, actually doesn't come out till September 30th. So a little bit of bonus for, uh, for these house guests. Uh, Deborah Messing, Kristen Chenoweth, Jim Rash, uh, Billy Eichner. Um, so Michael won the veto yesterday, winning a screening of this. He ended up bringing Taylor, 
Alyssa and Turner to the screening. It wasn't for everybody. It was uh, just a bonus for them, but pretty cool because it's not coming out in theaters till near the time they're coming out of the house. The show ends right around September 30th, so that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How much more? End of September? Yeah, end of September. So, uh, yeah, right now we have three people on jury. Um, Indy, Joseph, and Jasmine. And we have eight people left in the house. Uh, so they still probably have, uh, in a week or two here, they'll have another double or even triple eviction, where two or three will leave at once. So that'll get it down. And then uh, finale week, it's the final three go to finale night and they have a three part head of household competition. And then that head of household, uh, they just get to pick who they go to the end with basically evicting the other person. And then it's a final two. Uh, the winner gets 750,000. The runner up gets 50,000. And then they award, uh, I think I can't remember if it's 10 or 25,000 to, um, uh, America's favorite player, which almost assuredly will be Taylor. Alrighty. So even if she doesn't win the game, she's gonna she's gonna win she's gonna win something. So that's cool. <laughs> even if she's evicted this week, which uh, nothing's set in stone. Um, it feels like it's really going that way. That like Turner's gonna have to put up Kyle, and like I said, it's. I don't see there's any way that he doesn't get voted out. So, but yeah, crazy day in the house. <laughs> One of the craziest so far in a pretty crazy season. All right. Yeah. Tune into uh, anchor for uh, more live feeds. Yeah. That we run through. But yeah, definitely. In other news for all of you that are out in the black rock desert, um, Burning Man is back in full swing right now. And I'm just looking at a picture. Here's a view from Burning Man on Sunday as thousands flock to Black Rock City for a week-long event. There's a slight chance of showers on Monday, but the rest of the week will be dry eyes in the 90s. Oof. I mean, I would like to go out there just to see it, but I, I, I can't be... This ain't Comic-Con, San Diego. I, I can't be out there for a week in the dirt. Um, I think it's just something I would just like to see and then go, okay, I've seen it and I can talk about it. But I, I, I mean, to each his own. I mean, they're all coming in in full force. They're all flying in. They're all driving in. Uh, they're taking over the stores because they're loading up on water and, and everything. Uh, so if you're in the Reno, Nevada area or where I'm at, um, go out and get all your stuff before it's all gone. <laughs> so, but these people are, are out, especially Costco. Costco was like just jam packed full of people and everyone just loading up and ready to go. But would you go out there to this? I haven't. Um, I would also like to just see it. Um, just to, you know, just to check it out. I don't know if it would be my favorite thing, but. I'd definitely be curious just to check it out, you know? 
Yeah, I, I just kind of just want to see it. I mean, my friend, he used to go out there all the time every year, and I would look at his pictures yeah. and his videos. I really want to go. I want to go fight in Thunderdome. They have that out there. Yeah. <laughs> that looks fun. I, yeah. I would get in that and uh, and throw down with somebody. It's all all for fun, but there is um, all kinds of other things you can partake um, out there, and it's pretty wild. <laughs> you can get faded. I remember hearing about it from. I remember hearing about it from Breeze uh, when I first met her in the uh, end of the nineties. You know, 98, 99, and uh, obviously before, like, uh, internet was a big thing. I bet uh, that would have definitely been an interesting time to do it because it was definitely more of a word-of-mouth thing than, like, a real known popular thing. I remember people still back then, because I was in the Reno area at the time, I remember people would come through and stock up. and um, I actually worked the section uh, bicycle section. And that was the, th- that's a thing too. People, uh, um, always buy up all the bicycles in the Reno area because they, they take them out there. Or at least that used to be more of a thing, but, uh, yeah, I know it's, it's changed a lot obviously over the years and the more that, um, you know, you have internet and then obviously phones and then video and streaming and, kind of changes you know yeah they have um i guess they took out uh cell towers out there just for for the week and then but like portable ones because um a buddy of mine another buddy of mine that does go out there he's always posting videos and this and that i'm like damn you getting reception out there he said nah there's uh, like portable cell towers that they set up so i mean good good for them but um everyone that does go uh and you fly out out of Reno, dust off as much as you can uh, of with your bag because I got to pick that shit up and it gets all over me. Um, so you got to bring uh, extra t-shirts or whatever because when you leave at the end of the day, it is covered with that dirt that is out there. And a shout out to the guys that rent bikes. There's a, there's a lot of guys that uh, wherever you rent bikes from, but then there's a big drop off at the airport at the end of the week. They have this big cage set up and go drop your bike off here. So, man, I'm sure those guys make tons of money because when you're out there, you're either footing it or you're riding a bike. So, but, um, I guess if I went out there, I don't have a bike. Uh, I have to foot it, but I don't know. I would like to, again, I would just like to go out there and see what, what it is. I mean, I did that with Comic-Con and then I got sucked into it. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, have fun out there and be safe, everybody, if you're out at Burning Man. And um, yeah, uh, really be safe when you're riding your bikes. Because my buddy that went out there, he was he did the slingshot on his bike and he ate it. <laughs> he ate it hell hard. Uh, they put you on your bike. They pull you back in this big giant rubber band thing and then whoosh, let you go and it was just a little too much for him, and he just wiped out, and it was all on video. Well, it was him. He had his GoPro, and then he, he starts off like, yeah, and then he loses it because <laughs> so, he came back to work uh, a few days after Burning Man, and he was all beat up, and he showed us the video, and none of us like, went, oh, man, are you all right? We just all immediately started laughing, <laughs> so uh, he was fine, so that's why we were laughing. If we heard he was in the hospital, then we would have 
and more like, oh man, you're all right, you're all right. But that's just how friends are. All right, everyone, on to movies. Um, this was an old. I might jump in. I might jump in just because uh, I know you you uh, mentioned sometimes these docs should be more in our TV. Thing is, it said Netflix film on it. What is do it? Do you mind if I jump in? Yeah, go ahead, do it. We're still on TV. Documentaries yeah. are TV. Uh, I don't care what what anyone says. Yeah, like I said, it's classified. It says Netflix film on it. That's just who made it. It's a documentary. Um, this is uh, Running with the Devil, The Wild World of John McAfee, The Life and Death of Pioneer John McAfee, who developed the software McAfee Antivirus. Uh, have you ever heard of this dude and his, or his story? I've never heard of him, but I've heard of the software. Okay. Um, yeah, crazy story. Um, I remember of all people, Joel, obviously, uh, obviously knowing um, the world of computers and whatnot. He knew about how this guy kind of went a little wild, like years ago before I saw anything. Uh, and then before this documentary, I saw multiple things, uh, Dateline, uh, 48 Hours, 2020. They have all had specials on him because uh, he went down to Belize and when he was there, um, just so happened his neighbor, who he had a lot of problems with, uh, turned up dead, uh, shot in the back of the head. And um, he was a suspect in that. And there was a whole thing about him trying to get out of Belize and then kind of going on the run. And then he came back to the U.S. And amongst that crazy time of uh, the 2016 election cycle where you had uh, like Tiger King running and Angeline and all these people, uh, McAfee. Uh, was one of them too. He was trying to run for president back then too. Um, but what this documentary was was actually really pretty interesting about it was uh, it was the footage of these guys uh, at the time they worked for Vice, the channel uh, Vice, the TV channel. And they contacted him and Everybody kind of wanted a story, and they actually met up with him in Belize while he was on the run in Belize. So there was a lot of footage of that. And then even like later in life, um, uh, one of them, like the, there's two of them back then, but then one of them came back and hung out with them again and filmed really crazy stuff. Um, the real interesting thing, though, where this leaves off is Supposedly, um, a couple of years ago, he was arrested in Spain and then found dead in his jail cell. But um, I guess spoiler alert for the documentary, uh, it ends with one of his former girlfriends saying that she got a phone call from him after saying that. He faked it and everything. So, 
Where is he now? I don't know. I, yeah, it's hard to say. Is he really dead? Is he not? Um, there's also like crazy stuff about like, okay, so yeah, he may have killed this dude in Belize, but uh, there's also like stories out there and actually kind of compelling evidence that he killed uh, his father once upon a time. I think back in the sixties. So hmm. he probably uh hacked something he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um he just went he uh there's there's like a moment um uh, and this is even before the Belize killing where um he really just like went wild. That's the videos that Joel used to show me like he's like yeah can you believe this the antivirus guy like he'd like make these videos of him doing all this coke and with all these ladies around and, and he's flashing guns and yeah he just lived like a wild life was he married <laughs> I take it he wasn't he was running around with all these women no shit right. man you got that yeah. much money hell why not <laughs> so yeah Oh, he and it was clear like, he had millions and he really was just like, like, F it. Like, let's, now I'm going to buy this yacht. And let's go over here. This will be our new house in the Bahamas. Like, he really was like, money was no object for him. And he actually was wanted by the U.S. government, too, a couple years ago for tax evasion. Obviously, a big deal as far as them wanting to finally track him down, too. So he was just wanted for so much, you know. So, <laughs> well, and who knows? He is still out there. I bought an <laughs> island somewhere and he's just living there. Got all the money yeah, in the world. He could, because I guess in reality, he could have paid off wherever he was jailed in Spain. Been like, hey, you want a mill? I'm not joking. Get me out of here. A million's yours. Just we'll say I died. I'll build you like another. It could have happened. I'll build you another part <laughs> to your jail. Here. <laughs> yeah, it could have happened. Money, money yeah, makes you do crazy. crazy things. That was. Yeah, that was running with the devil. The wild world of John McAfee. I think it's like trending, like number four. And uh, movies on Netflix right now. Is he? Um, they still sell his software. Or? They do. Uh, I think it's more just a company now. I, I doubt it. I think yeah, they just bought his it. name. Yeah, they just bought it. But yeah, he 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 had like you know nutty money like after like that more money that he could ever spend, and it like showed in the documentary. Like I think. After he sold it, he had over like you know forty six million. Probably still has it somewhere. I don't know. You, right. could, you could probably pay hookers here and bring coke, and I'll give you a million dollars. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but, mm, all right. <laughs> he, he he showed him getting fit for a wig, because um, he was like trying to go on the run, and he was sitting there, and this wig person was like, oh who are you? And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, McCaffrey. Oh yeah. 
He's like, yeah, I'm him. He's like, yeah, you're following me. Like, oh, it's crazy. This guy was in my shop. And, and then um, he was like, oh, I like these sunglasses. Uh, how much are these? And the person's like, oh, yeah, you can get them anywhere. They're like 300 bucks. He's like, I'll give you 500. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I, I'd go a little nuts if I had that kind of money, but I'd pay all my bills build on to my house and uh, make sure these kids have money when I, after I'm gone, but I don't know, but we would go wild. We would, uh, we would sweet it up at Comic-Con because I would go like, if I won Powerball, this is just me thinking everyone, if we want, if, if one of us or me, if I won Powerball, I, the only one who's going to get some some uh, spoiledness from me will be friends of mine that were down with me when I was poor. Don't come up now right. like, oh, I listen to the show and you're about to get lost. Thanks for listening yeah. to the show, though. <laughs> but um, <laughs> people that were down with me when I was poor. Got to be down before. Yeah, like <laughs> we go to Comic-Con in style. I would have to call up the Comic-Con people in New York as right. well. And, and Seattle, Emerald City. Call up their heads around. Okay, look, I'll donate because they're always looking for donations or whatever. I'll donate however, however much money you guys need to put this thing on. If I had money falling out of my ass. Right. But I want right. all access badges and everything. And if we were in San Diego, I would go yep. straight to Hard Rock and, uh, and that hotel that's yep. across the street, that other, whatever that other big one is, it's right across the street from it on the corner. Hey, look, give me this. Well, yeah, I guess you can get a suite. It's not like we're, we're not going to be in it long. We're just going to be sleeping, but we don't want to be sleeping on top of each other. <laughs> so we'd all have right, plenty right. of room in there. But yeah, that's how dumb I would go with my money. And yes, that's what I'd be thinking of first is San Diego. <laughs> and yeah, uh, we'd be able to sit in those, uh, those, uh, those uh, special people seats in the front <laughs> in all age. Remember those ones that are always just blocked off? We could be one of yep, those people yep. sitting there. So remember those days when we can basically we were almost in the front every year. Yeah, yeah, and easy. <laughs> easy. Not anymore, man. It's like impossible to yeah. get in there. But not like it used to be. And we were there. It's so crazy. We were there at the time of transition. Like we were there when it was. Well, one, we were there when. There were no lines, basically. Yeah. And then when that started to be lines, we were the ones that had like the tricks where we had people wait, wait in line, and then you trade off and you come in and come out, and then they started to crack down on that, and then we had that was a whole thing, you know. Yeah, it's all different, everybody. <sighs> I don't know what to say. Times have changed. Oh, what the yeah. hell is this? Yep. A movie with John Moxley and. Chuck Liddell. Oh, Gina Gershon. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get to her in a minute. I think that's why they're showing all these trailers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, we'd go crazy with our money. Other than yep. uh, we'd, we'd both have new houses. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, on to movies. Um, this is a film. I was watching something and I just kind of caught a little like poster of it. Oh, what's this? Because uh, Charlie Sheen uh, popped up on this poster. And this is a film. It's called 9-11. Oh, excuse me. 
Oh, man. Uh, this is a film that came out in uh, 2017. And uh, 9-11 is an American action drama film. Action? Really? Okay. More of a drama. Uh, film directed by Martin Googie? Guga? I don't know. Sorry I pronounced your name. Writ- also written by him. Uh, is based on a it's based on a stage play ele- uh, based on the stage play Elevator by Patrick James Carson, which takes place during the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City. Right, that was Google. What does IMDb have to say? Uh, five people find themselves trapped in an elevator during the September 11th attacks. They soon work together, never giving up hope to try to escape before the unthinkable happens. Uh, directed by Martin Gugui or whatever. Uh, this stars, um, I know a lot of people hate him now. Uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, the beautiful Gina Gershon, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Luis Guzman, Wood Harris, Olga Fonda, and a bunch of other people. Uh, oh, uh, Jacqueline Bissett, she popped up in this. I had not seen her in forever. Um, but Yes, 9-11 inside the World Trade Center. But um, I've never seen this stage play or heard of it, but uh, I would like to to watch it. Now, we already know the what happens that day. Um, but these, these people, um, the story is about uh, Charlie Sheen and Gina Gershon, Jeffrey and Eve Cage. They're, they're going through a divorce. They were in the North Tower uh, that morning early for uh, going through the divorce stuff. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she plays Metsy. She's the um, one of the controllers that uh, the the monitor the elevators uh, in the North Tower. And Louise Guzman is Eddie. He is uh, one of the um, custodial engineers, is what he called himself. Uh, Wood Harris, uh, Michael, he is a bike messenger. And Olga Fonda, she was Tina. I can't remember what she did. But anyway, these are the people that are... And Whoopi Goldberg is, is the only one in the control room. But the other ones are all in this elevator. They're all in it. They're going down. And then that first plane hit. Boom. And it kind of knocks out all the elevators. So they're trying to... At this time, they don't they don't know what's happening. Because they try to get on the cell phone, cell service, everything gone. Everything's out. So they're trying to... Uh, Eddie is trying to call Mitzi, Whoopi Goldberg's character, and tell her, hey, we're stuck in here, but nothing nothing is working. So they're like, well, we'll just sit here and we'll see what's happening. Um, finally, they get a hold of, uh, of uh, Whoopi, and she tells them that, hey, there's a fire up uh, on the whatever floor and uh, knocked everything out. At this time, nobody knew it was uh, they kind of they knew it was a plane, but they didn't know it was a big giant airliner. Because then they were in the elevator, like, what? How did a plane hit this? And they're just, they're, their minds were just trying to get out of the elevator. So while they're doing that, then they finally find out that it was an actual big airplane. Because when they're in that, when they're in there, you just the, it shakes and the you hear all that, and they're like, what the hell's going on? So while they're going through all that, then the second plane hits, boom, shakes that building, and they're like, what the hell's going on? Now that they all know there's a terrorist attack. So they're still trying to get it. The whole movie is them to end this elevator. And then the show Whoopi and then and the newscasts of everything. And they show the planes going into the buildings and everything. And then they start just getting all this news and the fire departments there. And so they're just like, well, when are, how are we going to get out of here? And Whoopi's like, you know what? Everybody's rushing up to the top to fight those fires. We don't know. You're just going to have to hang tough. 
So uh, they're just like, all right, we're just trying to figure out what to do. And they're trying to get out of there. But they found out that the elevators were like redone. So the locking system is different. So it's them trying to get out of this elevator. Other than they're just stuck and they're trying to get out. They did pry open the doors a little bit. But then the smoke finally hits them. And it's slowly leaking into there. And they're just trying to hurry to get the hell out of there. But um, the, it doesn't sound like much. I didn't think I was going to watch the whole thing. I just wanted to see what it was. But this movie was actually really good. Uh, I liked it. I mean, again, we knew the outcome of the film. But just to see them, you're like, other than it's hell on earth on the outside, you're kind of like just, oh, my God, this I believe this is just a made-up story uh, set during this, this tragic event in, in U.S. history. But I, I liked what was going on. Um, Gina Gershon, she was the main reason I watched this film. I love Louise Guzman. I love Whoopi and Charlie Sheen. I can take them or leave them. But uh, I thought this was a really good movie. I believe Charlie Sheen was one of the producers uh, for this film. But um, I I really enjoyed it. This is streaming on um, Amazon. So if you have that, uh, definitely uh, check it out. Or if you can, if you have the uh, Freebie app. Uh, you can check it out on there. Of course, you got to deal with the, the commercials and everything. But I really enjoyed this. I won't tell you uh, how it ends for them, but we all know how it ends for everyone else uh, that, that that happened there with the two buildings and everything else. But overall, I thought it was a really good film. I really enjoyed it. And I was like, hurry, hurry, when they were trying to, when the action or the, the excitement got going and everything. But uh, it was pretty good. Again, I know a lot of people don't like Charlie Sheen anymore, but I thought he did a really good role. Uh, he did a good, really good performance in this. Whoopi, I like her and everything. Uh, same thing for Gina Gershon. She's just beautiful, and I just like seeing her on the screen. So, But, uh, yeah, definitely check out uh, 9-11 if you uh, have Amazon or check it out on Freebie. Everyone can get that because it's free. So, but, yeah, that was just a quick one that I just kind of came across. All right. Um. Did you have a movie or was it just that documentary one? Just the doc. Okay. Uh, this is a new Running. one. What was that? Running with the devil. Yeah. Van Halen. Rest in peace, Eddie. Um, this one's a new one that just came out. I remember seeing the trailer for it. I didn't watch the whole trailer cause I was like, Oh my God. Cause uh, Sylvester Stallone, he's back and rough and tough. And the Amazon <laughs> original, um, Samaritan. It's rated PG-13. Uh, it's only an hour and 42 minutes. It flew by pretty fast. Uh, it's directed by Julius Avery and writer by Breggy F. Schachette. I think that uh, is a star of Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Javon Juana Walton. Ooh. Um, he was in Suicide Squad. Hello, S. I can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> I want to say he was in one of the, I think he was in Game of Thrones. Oh, I think, you know what he was? He was, um, uh, one of the bad guys uh, in it. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, what the, he wasn't, was he in Suicide Squad or, or was it, uh, something? Oh, Game of Thrones. He was, um, Euron Greyjoy, is that, you know who that one was? Yeah. 
yeah. he was him. The, uh, he was like the brother of somebody. Boy, yeah, he went against uh, Eon and them. His family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess he's gonna be in Aquaman. Um, I thought he was in uh, Suicide Squad. Guess not. No, I, yeah, he was in um, Game of Thrones. Anyway. Uh, he's in this as well as, uh, ooh, what's her name from Orange is the New Black? Dash, Dashcha, Adusha, I can't pronounce her first name. Polanco, she plays Tiffany. A Moses Arias, I think that's his name. He's in this. And a Sophia Tantrum, Martin Starr, and a bunch of other people. Uh, oh, and what's his name uh, from... Shaolin Fantastic. Uh Shamik Moore. Uh he's in this. Um what's that show called? Oh, the get down. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. I didn't care about the second season. The first listen to go back way in the beginning and listen to our get down episode. Yeah, that's that's the first episode basically. It's it's like the second, I think. I think it was like a pre episode before we actually started E Society. Because it was still Magnus Podcast when we did that one. But anyway, go way, way back in however many years, six years ago or whatever it was. Anyway, uh, Samaritan, a young boy learns that a superhero who was who was uh, who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may be, in fact, still be around. Yeah, this little kid, um, Sam, uh, he's him and his mom, Tiffany. They're just living their lives. I thought this was Chicago, but I think it's Atlanta. I think I, I could be wrong. Probably Canada, where they ever film everything. But anyway, um, this boy is a they, they. The beginning of the of the film, they show you um, the story of the Samaritan and what was the other guy's name? Um, I can't remember the the other dude he's fighting. But they're like brothers, and they have this big epic battle, and one of them dies, and the other one disappears. Well, they all kind of think they're dead. Um, this boy is so fascinated with the Samaritan character that he he kind of hooks up with um, Martin Starr. He plays Albert Kessler. He's like some uh, uh, one of those guys. Uh, guys that are always like it's on my tip of my tongue. I can't remember. But anyway, he owns a bookstore. He's wrote he writes he writes books about. Conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah, that's what it is. About this character, Samaritan, and everyone else. And uh, this boy is always going to him and telling him, yeah, I know who it is. I know who it is now. And he's like, who is it now? Last time you said it was the mailman. And before that, it was the ice cream man or whatever. And he's like, no, no, it's this guy that lives next door in the next apartment over. He's a garbage man. And he doesn't believe him. But, uh, of course, we've seen the trailer and everything. and finds out that Sylvester Stallone is... Uh, the Samaritan. So this kid knows. So, so what the hell is it? Oh, his name is Joe. And Sylvester Stallone's character name is Joe. He kind of agrees with the boy. All right, you know who I am. And the kid's like, "What happened? Why? Why did you disappear?" So it's just kind of like, "Well, I just wanted to just lay low and do my thing." But uh, this other guy, the guy from Game of Thrones, Cyrus, he is trying to re reincarnate the other bad guy that the Samaritan was fighting with uh, in the beginning. I can't remember the, the name of that character, but so that's what's going on. I thought this movie was going to be rated R for all the action and violence and everything in it, but there's um, 
The CGI is pretty cool. The action and everything is good. There's guns and explosions and uh, hand-to-hand combat and everything. And Sly, it's just good to see him. However old he is, he's up there in age, but he's still in good shape. I believe we're getting another Rambo, and I think we're getting another... uh, I know we're getting another Creed, but I'm not sure if uh, Rocky's going to be in it. But anyway... Uh, I know we're getting another Rambo, but it was just to see him. If you grew up in the 80s, 70s, 80s with with Rocky and the Rambos and all the action films that he did throughout the 80s and 90s, I mean, you just you just love seeing these guys. I mean, um, come on, Arnold, where are you? Do another action film. But it was good to see uh, Sly on the screen again. I would I would have went and seen this in a movie theater if it was showing in there. But uh, I won't tell you how it ends. It, it's goofy. Just just go along with it. I don't know if this is based off anything because this is the first time I've heard of these characters. So uh, if you guys know, man, let us know. But other than that, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, will it make my top 10? Mm, probably not. But with that being said, it is, it's a good movie. I really enjoy it. Just take it for what it is. Uh, if you just like seeing Sly on, on screen kicking ass, this this is a movie. Um, you could probably sit there and watch this with the... Hmm... Uh, 10, 11, maybe. Uh, kids that like these type of films. I mean, teenagers, yeah, go for it. But uh, I want to say there was an F-bomb dropped in it. I think I think it's PG-13 mainly for, for all the violence and everything that, that's going on in it. But uh, other than that, I really enjoyed it. I'll definitely watch this again. Um, uh, I didn't why I was I waited until everyone went to sleep before I watched this. It didn't, I wasn't sure how and how uh, violent it was going to be. I want my grandson's sitting there watching this with me, but Definitely check it out. Um, it just dropped on Friday on Amazon Prime, so uh, check it out. And that is Samaritan. Did you check this one out? I didn't. I want to, though, especially now that you've uh, recommended it. I will check it out. Uh, funny thing, though, you just saying the thing about uh, dropping the one F bomb reminded me of another show. Uh, I wanted to add to the list. So uh, after you finish the next movie, I got uh, one more show I wanted to quickly cover. All right. <laughs> uh, this next one, uh, this one's in the theater. This is uh, Emily the Criminal, rated R, uh, crime drama thriller. Okay. Uh, down on her luck, a saddened, uh, saddled, saddled with debt, Emily gets involved with credit card scam that pulls her into the criminal underworld of Los Angeles, ultimately leading her, uh, leading to deadly consequences. Uh, this was directed by John, written and directed by John Patton Ford, and this stars um, Aubrey Plaza. What the hell's her name? Um, April Ludgate, yeah, uh, Theo Rossi, Juice from uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Bren, Bren, Bernardo Badillo, and Jonathan, Avi Gordy, uh, Kim Yarbrough. Uh, again, the beautiful Gina Gershon, she pops up in this, and a bunch of other people. All right. I know the, I was hearing all kinds of good things uh, about this film. I had no idea what it was. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't read anything about it. I just love Aubrey Plaza. That was the main reason I saw this film. But uh, it's uh, like it says in the synopsis, um, Aubrey Plaza plays Emily. And she's just working at, like at a catering business, just trying to make ends meet. Uh, she gets caught up 
uh, with this credit card uh, scam type of thing where she, uh, she's going to work for these people. Uh, they they kind of sit them down in like a classroom and say, look, this is what you're going to do. And you're going to get money. You're going to go into these stores, buy things for us and then bring it back to us. And then you're going to get paid. Um, if you if you if I'm going to sell this by the time I'm in with, done with my re- review, if I'm selling it to you, I'll tell you this. Do not watch the trailer because the trailer is going on while I'm talking about this. And they show the whole movie minus the end. But I'm like, really? We always say this about trailers. Yeah, they put the whole movie in this one trailer. And you can know where it's going to go as it goes along. But anyway, so she gets caught up with that. Um, Given her credit card, she goes and uh, buys this this big giant TV and uh, the credit cards are fraud, fraudulent credit cards. Uh, they have these little machines that they use uh, to make them. And obviously they're stealing the identity from whoever, from their victims and everything. And then they're just giving them to like, they were giving them to me here, go buy uh, this and that. So she's out there buying like high dollar items and everything with it. But they always told her, if you do this, don't go to the same store. Just do it once and then go to another store and kind of know where it goes from there. But she gets caught up in this because first it just starts off with something small next, you know, builds up the cars uh, and everything. And so her pocketbook, her pockets are starting to get fat, but she's still dealing with uh, her job. Like she's still working to to just keep that uh, everyday life. She's not living lavish or anything. She's still living in a little crappy apartment. Uh, and all that, but all this stuff, she's slowly, slowly getting into this, uh, this world underworld, underworld, uh, crime, uh, stuff in LA, but I, I won't, I won't tell you where it goes from there again. Um, don't watch the trailer cause they show the whole movie in it. But with, with that being said, I thought this movie was awesome. I loved it. Um, it's really slow uh, and it's just, it's just a drama thriller type of thing where it does get a little exciting, but you just got to sit there and watch it. Um, out of all the things that I've seen Aubrey Plaza in, I love her as April. That'd always be my number one uh, thing to go to for, to watch her. But she does, she picks, um, weird roles in some of her movies. Uh, that one about the bear. I can't remember. I fell asleep, but that one, I need to go back and finish that one. That one's kind of weird. That one came out a couple years ago. What was it last year? Anyway, but, um, she, she picks good roles with, with the films that she does. So, but this one was really good because she, she proved to me that she, well, she's already proved to me that she can do drama in, in other films she's in, but I really enjoyed this film. Uh, Theo Rossi, he's good in just about everything, uh, that he pops up in. Uh, but I liked what was going on in this film. Uh, I was almost to the edge of my seat, uh, because it was getting really excited. But then I looked at the time and said, man, it's almost over. Uh, because it's really, it's really fast. It's only an hour and 37 minutes, but. Um, this is a really good film. If it's playing in your area or if you're just going to wait until it's streaming somewhere, definitely check this film out. Yeah, it is worth your time. And I, I enjoyed this film. I thought it was awesome. So yeah, that's it for the uh, two movies that I watched. I started another movie, but I, I don't want to get into that because I only got like a few minutes in and fell asleep. I'm an old man, everyone. Can't help it. Anyway, but uh, Emily the Criminal, definitely check that out in theaters now. Uh, Samaritan, if you got Amazon, or it's out there. Already, I've seen it. Um, you can uh, definitely check both of those films out. So, as far as that, 
movies, that is all that I have. What did you have? So I was reminded of this show by the fact you said, like, that there might have been an F-bomb dropped. I don't know why it triggered it, but uh, I was watching this show, Welcome to Wrexham, where it's uh, Mac and Deadpool, uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, uh, in real life, uh, decide to document their purchase and take over of a uh, very low-league uh, English football team, soccer team to some. Uh, and a lot of people, <laughs> and especially in that part of the world, though, call it uh, football. And this is a show on FX. Uh, I was intrigued to check it out, but up until the time I even started watching it, I remember hearing about it. I saw little videos on Instagram and I still wasn't sure what it was. I was like, is this a show? Is this something like uh, Ted Lasso? Is this like a drama? Is this a comedy? Like, what is this? But no, it actually is just a true documentary series a couple years ago. Um, like, right. Um, I, is either. Uh, late 2020 or early uh, 2021 when they uh, went forward with this purchase trying to, to take over. Um, maybe not surprising. Uh, you get a lot more from Rob McElhenney. Uh, it's funny. He talks about the, the, the fact that uh, he... Like, obviously, he's got TV money, but he needs somebody with movie star money, with Deadpool money. F you with, money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with Ryan Reynolds got uh, tequila money. He's got like a mobile phone, like Mint Mobile or something. He's got all this stuff. So, yeah, Rob McElhenney talks about he needs that kind of money, which is interesting, like, that they were able to connect because... Leading up to this deal, um, I guess they had never met before in person. So it was, they actually didn't make it too clear how they even really connected before coming together for this deal. So, um, but I, it, I did find it actually super interesting. The, th the part that related to me that triggered the, the memory was um, Ryan Reynolds was doing. Um, the voice over, you know, how they like for every movie, uh, they've got to re-record lines for movies. And he was re-recording lines for that uh, Netflix movie, The Adam Project. Uh -huh. And he just happened to say for this that like, oh, yeah, we get one F-bomb or something for this. So we got to make it good. <laughs> so. That's what it triggered it for me. But beyond that, like it act the fact that the main reason Rob McElhenney wanted to own this team was uh, he obviously is from Philly. He's, you know, obviously one of the, the creators and main inspirations for it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he talks about how uh, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl a few years ago, he was there and it was one of the five 
best moments of his life. Uh, not that just he was there, not just that they won, and not just that he likes on the sports team, but how much it meant to his community and growing up and knowing the fan base. And he saw like, like kind of like the hard work and the grittiness and the vibe of Philly in this. This is uh, in Wales, in the UK, uh, south of like where London is and whatnot. There's Wales, and that's where Wrexham is. And I guess they are kind of real industrial, gritty, hardworking kind of people. So he really did like that about them. And Wrexham itself actually did have like quite a history like the, the the field they play on the pitch what they call it uh is like one of the oldest in all of england which probably makes it one of the oldest soccer fields period point blank so that's pretty interesting but the team has fallen very far they show this pyramid to kind of show um how like the leagues work over there. And I've always been intrigued by this idea of uh, in English football and soccer, uh, they have what they call promotion and relegation, where if you're bad for long enough, you drop into a different league. If you were in the top league, the premier league, you drop down to the, the next league. And if you were really good in that league, then you move up to the Premier League. So I actually like that idea. But Wrexham um, isn't even in like the top tier pyramid. They said like you got the Premier League, then one league down, then one league down. And that's considered like what gets covered. And Wrexham is basically the next league down after that, like fourth tier down. And there's like, I guess, five tiers. So... They've definitely fallen on hard times, and that's, like, what this documentary is about. So I was almost tempted just to, like, spoil the show and look up and see, like, if they've gotten any better, like, where their position is. But uh, I did enjoy the first two episodes. They threw the first two episodes up on uh, Hulu. So uh, I liked what I saw so far. I I was actually pretty intrigued because... It's not only about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. It's about the team and the players and the community. Um, They were really excited, actually, because they had bad ownership in the past. They were excited. Um, They actually had to vote. The community had to vote, and they needed, like, a real high percentage. Like, they needed over 75% approval, and they got, like, near 98% or something approval to buy the team and people were celebrating setting off fireworks and there was a guy dressed up as Deadpool outside the stadium dancing around <laughs> so that was pretty funny to see but yeah I, I like what I see and it looks like it's going to be eight episodes so uh, the first episode's called Dream the second episode's called Reality the next the third episode which comes out on the 31st is called Rebuilding so, all right yeah it's pretty cool what's that gonna be I like it hulu it's on fx i guess it airs on i think wednesday yeah wednesdays on fx and then it's on thursdays on hulu 
and it's up there right now, the first two episodes. So, yeah, pretty cool show. I like it. Welcome to Wrexham. Cool. Uh, speaking of FX and Hulu, uh, the last episode of Reservation Dog, shout out to um, Josh and Isaiah from the Toke Signals podcast and uh, Trisha Fields. They all made their uh, acting debut <laughs> on, on the show. They were, they were extras in the background. Uh, we, you see Trisha in the beginning out sitting across the street and you see Isaiah and Josh uh, when they're, they're all the aunties are walking through um, all the little, they're at the IHS conference and uh, where all the booths are. You see Josh and Isaiah way off in the background. You guys have no idea who they are. You, uh, they're, they're my buddies from the Toke Signals podcast. Uh, listen to them. They're out of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, those are the guys that I've done the live shows with when I go out there. So, But I'll also check out uh, Trisha's show, uh, Rest- Restless Natives uh, podcast. You can check that out on Spotify. She's also a part of the Anchor family, so definitely give her a listen. Um, but Star Wars moment. Uh, Andor. They showed that uh, it was a 10-minute feature interview um, uh, of the the new Andor series right in front of uh, Rogue One, if you guys made it out to the IMAX screenings. Um, I should have went. I was going to go, but too much was going on this weekend. Plus, I just felt like shit the past couple of days. But um, they were giving out those Andor posters. Man, I was like, damn. That would been the main reason I would have went, just to get that. But um, cool. the the interview is with him and I guess uh, the director I I don't know but uh, with uh, Diego Luna, um, and there was a clip that they let out. Uh, or I think it was last earlier in the week. The clip was only like a minute and a half or something like that. It's just that clip again, extended a little longer. So I think it was like three minutes uh, of footage that they showed. But uh, the other rest. Well, the other um, seven minutes was an interview they were talking about the TV show. So right on. If you guys got out to that, you got the cool poster and everything. But uh, Andor, that's uh, coming up soon. 22 days, 23 hours, and 33 minutes as I'm speaking right now. So, but Yay. we still got a uh, little, little less than a month uh, before we get to it. But I am ready. Um, it doesn't really matter what they show at the Star Wars is in front of it. And we're excited, especially the two of us, uh, for the show. Uh, thank you. Welcome. We love Star Wars. So you're always going to get this Star Wars moment every episode. Um, if there's something new because there's nothing, but Andor is the big thing coming right now. And I think that's going to be, what's going to be leading up, uh, for the next, uh, almost a month. Uh, when we talk, so we'll get, we'll give you whatever new Andor news is coming out. But right now that's, uh, the latest uh, on what's going on. So really can't wait uh, for that show to come on. And uh, we mentioned before, it did get a season two. So cool. I think it's going to be awesome to see. I don't got any other Star Wars news. That was it. And all that I see. Other than, than all the animated stuff. Collecting. I got one thing. So I'll run yeah, through that really yeah, quick. Basic. Um, I ordered this figure last year sometime and it still hasn't come a uh, shout out to Mike when we did our um, hundred worst horror movies on anchor. If you haven't listened to that, go over and listen to it. Um, the GI Joe classified series uh, spirit iron knife. 
Uh, Mike had and Mike came. He ordered through Hasbro Pulse. I tried, but it sold out super fast. I went through Entertainment Earth, and it's on back order. And they said, "Oh, you're probably not gonna get it until sometime next month." So, but Mike goes, "Dude, it's already on Amazon." So I got I got mine. So I got another one coming. I'll open that one. I'll probably open this one depending on how the box is because this box is kind of beat up in some parts. But uh, I love this figure. I love this character. And if you did watch the old uh, Amer- G.I. Joe American Hero uh, cartoon series in the 80s, um, this is a cool little figure. The sculpt is awesome. Comes with his backpack, uh, two knives, pistol, his rifle, and his uh, Eagle Freedom. So that's really cool. And the other the other cool thing about this, uh, shout out to Mike. He's the one that told me. The artwork that's on the front of the box, and it goes off to the, if you're looking straight at it, on the right side of the box, it's uh, art of uh, spirit uh, and freedom. I do not know the artist's artist's name. I guess I should ask Mike, but a Native American artist did the artwork on the side. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, I guess he he probably did this for Hasbro, so I don't think he can get prints of this. But I'm I'm gonna have to find who out this artist is because if he if he has prints of this, I definitely want one because it's really cool. Uh, but the sculpt is awesome. Um, this is just going right next to all my other uh, native figures that I pick up, be it superheroes or wrestlers or what have you. So, But I'm glad I got that figure. Um, I did go looking around for some other figures that I want, but Reno Sparks hit and miss if you're not there Tuesday when they're putting it on the shelves. And Susanville definitely sucks uh, for collecting. Usually I got to go online and uh, and buy my stuff. But that is all I got. What do you got? All right. Uh, Christmas came early in that uh, for some reason, the uh, Star Wars holiday pops have been hitting and they got an interesting twist this year. They're snowmen. I actually like that they did something different instead of just re-releasing the character, maybe in a different pose because they've done like Vader holding a candy cane before and uh, Chewbacca with lights. So it was interesting. They dropped these snowman versions. Uh, what's cool too is uh, all the white snow parts have uh, glitter all over them. So uh, I got Vader here. Uh, he's got a red cape, a carrot. Uh, the stormtrooper has carrots, whereas uh, mouth kind of breather part would be. The FET has carrots kind of at the top of the visor, and then uh, he's got a twig for, like, his rangefinder on his helmet, uh, kind of a green cape, too. This is cool. It's just cool that uh, they actually went on a limb. I, I like that they did something different instead of just kind of more of the same. So that was cool. Uh, I also picked up the... Miss Marvel, the Hot Topic exclusive, the Diamond Collection version. I don't get a lot of these Diamond Collections, but had to get it for Kamala Khan. Uh, glitter all over the figure. Black glitter on the hair, blue glitter on the mask, red glitter on the leggings and shoes. and Yeah, <laughs> so super glittery figure. Like I said, I don't get a lot of these Diamond Collections, but uh, had to get it for Kamala. 
So, uh, other than that, uh, as far as at the local target, I got the remaining figures I was missing from the retro collection in the, uh, the Obi-Wan retro figures. I previously picked up the Grand Inquisitor, Obi-Wan, and Ned B. And since we last spoke, I picked up the other four. First, Reva, uh, third sister Inquisitor. And then the next time I went back, I found uh, Vader and fifth brother. So uh, I decided to open all these and play them. And they're really cool. I also like how just weird and different looking these are, especially the sabers. How uh, just one color they are red from from lightsaber blade all the way down to handle probably makes it easier for them to uh, make, but also just looks like retro cool weird. So yeah, glad I picked up this uh, this wave. And lastly, uh, today the. Thor, Love and Thunder, Collector's Core Box from Amazon arrived. Uh, they've been a little all over the place, delayed. These boxes are supposed to be one every two months. But now this is the second box this month. The I Am Groot box came earlier this month. And now uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Obviously, this probably should have probably come out a couple months ago, probably in the lead up to the film being in theaters. But uh, pretty cool box if you want to see the contents. Uh, I posted it on the Instagram at uh, the Zisu on Instagram. So if you want to check out what's in that box, I posted over there. The most recent post. Alrighty. Um, I don't got no sports unless you unless you do. No, uh, the preseason is coming to an end. Uh, what's crazy is. Uh, Denver won their last preseason game, but yet again, uh, didn't play Russell Wilson, didn't play our top two running backs, didn't play our main wide receivers. So our main players got zero preseason action. Kind of strange. Uh, We'll see how it goes going into the season. Like we mentioned, uh, I don't know, it was last time or the time before, the uh, first game of the season is up in Seattle. So Russell Wilson returns home for his first game as a Bronco. He goes back to Seattle. We'll see. Monday Night Football. Yep, yep, yep. Um uh oh <laughs> the only exciting news in, in on the A's front. Uh did you see that video of uh the couple up on the third deck? <laughs> I did. I was like, what is going on here? And then like they sent people over i guess because they got coverage it was like that was weird. the town everyone sure <laughs> be wilding out there did you see the i should have just forwarded to you but i was like uh you'll either see it or uh, it didn't matter that much um there was an a's player in the outfield and he like threw up like in the middle of the game just on the field? Yeah, seen it. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. Okay. Must have not been feeling good. Yeah. Maybe it was his nerves got him. I don't know. <laughs> he just bent over and threw up on the field. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know who those uh, who those characters were up on the third deck, but uh, from what I understood, they did get arrested. Uh, I I don't know if they got away, but uh, I think the next game or whatever, um, there was uh, more characters up there. No uh, no action going, but they had uh, signs. One of them like uh, "You blew it" and. Uh, those balls, something about ball. <laughs> I don't remember. It's some crazy guys that, um, and they, they, I saw other pictures. They had security posted up. Third deck is basically just open, open for anyone. I mean, they sell those seats, but no one sits up there. Uh, but it, it's crazy. They had all these security guards all over the place posted up all over the top, uh, over on the third deck. So, but yeah, let's go A's. How we roll in the town, but all right. Um, random recommendations. Uh, I'll kick it off with a film. I just watched it this morning. I have not seen this film uh, in a long time. It's the second film in the in the trilogy, and this is uh, 2004's Meet the Fockers. All hell breaks loose when the when the Burns family meets the Fokker family for the first time. Uh, directed by Jay Roach, and uh, this stars. Uh, ben Stiller, Academy Award winner Robert De Niro, uh, Terry Polo, Blythe Danner, uh, Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman, uh, Babs, Barbara Streisand, Owen Wilson's in it for a second, uh, Alana Uback, she's in this, and uh, Ray Santiago, <laughs> and uh, a couple other guys. Oh, and uh, what's his name pops in at the end, uh, Old Henry, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, he plays uh, this, this cop in it, but this movie is hilarious. Uh, I like this one more. I love the first one, the Meet the Parents, that little Fockers, and eh, it was all right. But um, this one was my favorite one. This one was hilarious. I mean, I love De Niro, uh, but um, Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand just like just brought this movie together. They were amazing. I know Dustin Hoffman is in that can't keep his hands on himself, but. <laughs> This movie is hell funny. I love this film. I, I have not seen it in a really long time. Uh, so I, I just, I was kind of scrolling through. Uh, I was going to go watch wrestling. And I said, meet the Fockers. Oh, I haven't seen this forever. So I was watching it. I, I was I just felt like crap this morning. So I just kind of wanted to laugh. So I just threw this on. So if you got uh, Peacock, it's streaming on there. And uh, definitely check out Meet the Fockers. All right. What do you got? up over to Netflix for my recommendation. You probably know it, but maybe you let it slip by, but probably not, especially after uh, this most recent Spidey run as The Amazing Spider-Man. The 2012 edition is on Netflix, along with the superhero franchise. High schooler Peter Parker learns to wield his newfound powers while facing down arch-villain The Lizard with Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, and Rice Efonts. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like to me, this was like when it first hit, we've, we've probably mentioned this before. It was like, uh, eh, yeah, fine. That was so, so, so be it like, uh, okay. Um, but I think like it definitely grew on me a lot later, especially the scene. I always actually loved it. I remember, uh, joking with Jade about it all the time. The, uh, guy pulls the knife on him and he's like, oh, my weakness small knives and then he, he he webs him up like 
great scene. It's probably my favorite thing that uh, Andrew Garfield ever did as Spidey, and that even includes the the new film, which I know everybody loved him there and is hoping that he'll come back uh, for another one. I, I think it'll happen. I, I really do. I think uh, the hype's there. I think he wants to do it, and I think uh, the MCU is opening up that way. Uh, they're calling the next part of the MCU, uh, the multiverse saga. So, uh, I mean, he's already in the last Spidey. They could totally do it. He ain't saying no to that check. Oh. Why not? We'll all go out and see it be good or bad. I mean, it's all the first two. Right. So why not? Right. Right. But I, I do have a feeling if, if he does crank out another one, it, it, they'll probably put more time. My fingers are crossed that they would put more time into it. Yeah. And uh, make it good and keep the rhino out of it. We don't need that yeah. nonsense. I'm glad they um, redid well, Electro's look too. He looks so much cooler in uh, uh, No Way Home than he did in uh, Amazing Spider-Man too. <laughs> so that, but that Electro was out there, right? This wasn't the Electro. The Electro we yeah, got exactly. So that blue guy's out there somewhere. Right. <laughs> so. Same thing with the rhino. He's out there somewhere as well. Oh, but all right. Uh, track recommendation. I'm going back to 1990 to extreme Two, the band extreme, uh, from their porno, porno graffiti album. And this is probably the biggest song on this album. This, this is the only song that I liked on it. I didn't like it the first time I heard it, but this is, uh, more than words. Um, it took a while for me to like this song. I think just hearing it over and over and over, and it was kind of catchy, and I really like it. As far as the other the other music the extreme does, I know they have their fans, but I just didn't really get into them. Uh, if uh, check out their um, uh, bands reunited episode, it, it didn't happen. <laughs> but that I think that episode was only like thirty minutes. I mean, they ran out there and tried to get those guys back to do a one-off uh, reunion show, but they like, nah, we're not. It was, it was too soon. All the, it was still bad blood between them. Um, I don't know. Maybe they would do it now unless they have, I, I have no idea. I never really kept up with this band, but I love this song more than words. It's a cool little catchy acoustic song. Uh, shout out to Jack Black and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, check out their version that they did on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. It's hilarious. And uh, it sounds awesome. I mean, Jack Black, you know who he is, Tenacious D and everything. Uh, he could sing, so he did a really good job. And it's almost a shot for shot uh, as the extreme video. So definitely check that out if you guys haven't seen it. It's hilarious. But, yeah, check out More Than Words from uh, Extreme 2, Porno Graffiti's, their 1990 album. And, yeah, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to recommend another track from Casey Musgraves. Uh, this is an artist that uh, I like a lot too. I definitely wouldn't mind seeing her in a concert. I've mentioned her tracks before and how she had a Christmas special uh, TV special she did on uh, Amazon. Uh, that was worth checking out. But this is from her 2021 Star-Crossed album, and this is the track Simple Times. Uh, I'm not usually the biggest fan of slower tracks, but uh, this has got a nice little beat to it, and it's catchy. And yeah, that's uh, Simple Times from Casey Musgraves. 
All right, everyone. It's not quite three hours. A little shy of two hours. So <laughs> that's enough. Uh, we gave you. We're both. DC's probably feeling a little bit better than I am. I'm just. Uh, uh, no COVID. It's just you can still get regular sick uh, out there, everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> just uh, be careful. Still be careful out there. Yeah. I know some people just go, ah, it's over with. It's over with. I don't think it's ever going to be over with, but just still take take precautions when you're out there. If you wear a mask, you wear a mask. If you don't, then you don't. But don't need to degrade people that, that are wearing them because uh, all those assholes that do, they're the assholes. I mean, just who gives a fuck what people are doing? Worry about yourself. Don't worry about what other people are Yeah. But anyway. Speaking of that, like, uh, this is pretty rare. Uh, <laughs> I... If I'm around a good amount of people or if I'm at the register, which isn't very often, I'll have the mask on. But if I'm just out on the floor, especially whatever, like um, when I felt my worst, I wore it all the time just for everybody. But uh, been feeling a little better, just end of sickness, this stupid cough. Like it's so light too. It's weird. Like I don't even feel it in my lungs or anything. It's just just this light cough. Um but yeah, randomly I had this guy today. It was super weird. And since I had an early shift, we didn't even open the store. I started at five and we didn't even open until 10. And then shortly after, uh, the guy walked in and he's like, all right, yeah, no mass. That's the way, that's the way, man. And I was like, I didn't say anything. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I was just like. <laughs> trying to lump me in with that crowd, I guess. This, if you wear it, you wear it. I mean, it's not going to affect you, ruin your life if you see somebody wearing one. Yeah. Uh, I still wear mine when I'm in somewhere big or if I'm on the airplane. I definitely wear mine. I don't care. Even if but, I'm like this, I don't know, too, we, too, because I would feel bad. If I was coughing and hacking and I didn't have one on, so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you're sick, I mean, it's just if you just got a regular cold, man, it's only common courtesy. Cover your mouth, pull your shirt over, or wear a mask, man. Just you're thinking about it just because you're not selfish. You're thinking of other people. You don't want to get them sick. Right. But um, yeah, to each his own. Everyone, do what you got to do, and if. Worry about yourself, man. Stop worrying about everyone else. We intend to either way. I know I always do. I always got something to say about somebody. That's me. (laughs) If you guys have been listening to the show this far, you know how I am. Or if you know me, you know how I am. So, But with that being said, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. If you listened all the way up to this part, Um, this is episode 265. You got 264 episodes to listen to before this, Madness. plus everything else, plus everything else on Anchor, however many episodes are over there, and uh, all the spinoff stuff uh, that we have. Okay, um, this is what it says. We have 344 episodes over on Anchor, and that's more than what we got here. Well, regular show, we're 265. Anchor, we got 344 over there. And not counting all the spinoff shows that we got here. Um, yes, we last episode we mentioned Up to the Challenge uh, is returning. Uh, Lincoln Lawyer for myself and Orphan uh, for the Zisu. Yep. Um, 
my uh, HBO Max subscription is up, so I'm at the find it somewhere uh, to check that movie. I should have watched it when it when it was going, but I just completely forgot. But uh, yeah, so but everyone, just listen to all of that. Um, if you want to hear more of my voice, go on over to the Horror Returns Network, um, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, listen to the latest. Um, THR presents Stream Fiends, episode 37, where Brian and I cover the 1992 film White Man Can't Jump. And uh, we got Lock Up, Sylvester Stallone, 89, I believe, uh, his film Lock Up. That's coming up for the action returns. So uh, keep your ears out open for that and listen to everything over on the horrorreturns.com. Uh, yeah, go to horrorreturns.com for everything, links to all the shows, uh, links to their Patreon as well as their uh, T public store. They got new designs. Uh, shout out to Steve from the geeks podcast. He hooked them up and uh, not too long. She also did uh, the older designs uh, for the show. So definitely go over there and help them out. I need to get them a uh, shirt. Speaking of shirts, we got a new one coming. The design is already, uh, I've, I put, I posted it like really quick in one of my stories. If you're a fan of wrestling, like I am uh, the, the NWO, how, how they, when they first started the new world order with WCW and all those guys, uh, we did an ESP version of that one. Shout out to uh, uh, Rob from uh, uh, Classic Wolf Podcast. Uh, he he did it for us. So I'm going to put that on a shirt. Um, but I got stickers coming for that as well. So be on the lookout for me or hit me up if you guys don't want. I still have some stickers left. I have one, two, three, four. I have five Regular East Society ones and one, two, three, and five Magnus podcast stickers left uh, from that first bat. So everyone that got them, cool, right on. Uh, I know I threw up a lot when I was out in Oklahoma. Wherever I could post stickers, I was awesome. doing that. Meant to do it when we were in Bend, Oregon, but I forgot. Um, but we got uh, some more stickers coming, and uh, hopefully um, I'll put that design up on the, the T Public store. To, uh, so you guys can get uh, that. I'll keep all the, the classic uh, East Society one that's on there. If you haven't got one yet, definitely go over to T Public and uh, check that out. Just go down to the uh, show show notes here, and uh, the link to our T Public store is there. Buy East Society shirt. Um, get a uh, Magnus podcast shirt, please. Uh, help us out. People have been asking if we have a Patreon. I don't really know how that works. <laughs> Unless you do. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Uh, will it come? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We we need to do some more research on exactly what that is. I know a lot of people have it. The The Horror Returns has it, but I don't. I I know bigger podcasts. Like, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. send us this, this much money, they have tears. You get this or you get that or that they, or they get. I anyway, we can do definitely do the bonus episodes and throw them on there just for our Patreon subscribers. If we do one, but uh, usually all our bonus stuff is over on anchor for free. (laughs) You know, one thing I saw today that was pretty interesting. um, One of the people I follow that covers big brother, he does all the live feed coverage for Rob has a podcast, but he's not Rob. Uh, Rob does do stuff for them, but it's crazy to see how big his network is. But uh, this guy, Taryn Armstrong, um, he also just jumps on Twitch. And when the house was blowing up today, uh, he was live streaming. So I checked that out. 
And what I noticed that was interesting during that was he kept getting like donations, like people were throwing him money and like, yeah, he's well known. Obviously he does this, this daily feed show. But at one point somebody tossed him a hundred bucks and I was like, whoa, that was impressive. Cause I hadn't seen that before. I had seen him before on the, uh, the, uh, YouTube, uh, live feed coverage, but I, I hadn't really, uh, watched him too much on Twitch and, uh, to see him on there, uh, I was like, whoa, that might be something worth looking into. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't understand how that works. Um, someone tried to, um, hip, hip us or hit me to Twitch, but we'd really have to be, we, we, uh, yeah, I don't know. Really I don't, don't know have how that, it works much, that kind of time. I don't know how it works either. I just clicked <laughs> we, on the link. We don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I just clicked on the link and, but I was impressed to see, like, he was just sitting there talking big brother and he'd stop and he'd watch the feeds and then he'd, he'd respond. And, uh, yeah, just left and right. People were tossing, tossing money left and right. And then, yeah, like I said, he got hit with the big hundred dollar. And I was like, Whoa, like, is this dude is seriously, is like, is that how he makes his living? I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. People do it. I mean, if you, if you are one of those out there and you're making your money, cool. Right I, on. I know the, the Twitch, the guy I was talking to that was doing the Twitch, he makes, and he was like a small timer. He said, I make like five, 600. I'm like, what? That's more than we make. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, and, but I, but, but those people that they got like, Thousands of people watching them. They probably crank in the money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and all that. And are we, are we doing this to get rich? No, we're doing this because we love to do it. And we're right. like talking about this and that. And I like hearing my voice. Um, but, but we might be looking into that. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to send us money, cool. I mean, we're not going to blow it on nothing. We're not on, on crap and candy and soda and ice cream. Um, we're going to, we're going to put it into the show. So don't, uh, we're, I'm not gonna. Here's your cut. Here's mine. Let's go to the store and buy toys. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna put it into it. I mainly gotta invest into the. I mean, these stickers they're not free. <laughs> so, yeah. And the t-shirts. I mean, we're not making a killing on that. I mean, we only make a couple bucks a shirt. I mean, T Public gets all. They do all the work and all. They're doing all the footwork. So, yeah, go for it. But I just want to have our shirts out there for people to buy right. us, and we get a couple dollars from it. Cool, right on. But um, yeah. Uh, my F mask if we start doing the, I'll, I'll just wear the F mask the whole time. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to mine. I just I picked mine up. That's why I oh. said that. <laughs> I, I I need to hang it in here in the studio. I have no. I still need to finish that. Oh, <laughs> just a so good. <laughs> so good. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, yeah, everyone, we're yeah, rambling I, now. So, um, these these just got to go to bed. Uh, you got to get up and go to work. So, uh, but yeah, be safe, everyone out there. Uh, listen to everything here. Listen to everything over on Anchor. Everything over on the Horror Returns and everything else. Shout out to Toke Signals uh, again. Um, oh, um, next thing on uh, Anchor is the um, 
I'm putting all of our, our skate societies over. You know what? I'm probably no. I'm putting it on here. I'm sorry. I started it on the regular network. Uh, after this episode, definitely check out um, uh, ESP Skate Society. Uh, Rob from uh, Classic Wolf Podcast. We came on talking about old uh, skateboard stuff, videos, and everything we watched uh, growing up, and everything and stuff we watch now. He introduced me to some new stuff, but yeah, when that episode comes out, definitely give that a listen. Check out this new one. Tell your friends, everybody about our show. Again, please pick up a T-shirt from us and support the show. I all the all you guys that got the big images, cool. But I shrunk them down so they're smaller. It's not as big. I, I got one of the the newer Magnus ones. I need to get East Society one now. But but everyone, just be safe out there. Uh, shout out to Jade. Shout out to Breezy. It was cool seeing you. Uh, Jade, just get better. Uh, love you. Uh, and, and yeah, and everyone else. Uh, all my all, all my kids that are all over the place. And my grandsons. Oh, shout out to um, Buster, my youngest grandson. Um, he's his birthday's on uh, the thirty first. He'll be two years old. And, damn, I don't know what the time. Yeah, seriously. But, anyway, but yeah, thank you, thank you for listening on the show. They're a part of the East Society. Both of them have been That's on the right. show. Right. You, you hear them screaming in the background and <laughs> banging on the doors and everything. So, um, yeah, our newest member of the East Society is Rob. He came. Well, he was on Magnus podcast first, but then he came on. Skate Society. So once you come on the show, you're a part of the East Society. But anyway, um, yeah, just come back next week for more of this and that. Uh, more movies I got to check out. Uh, one in the theater and a couple on Shutter. And I know there's an, another one on Netflix with I think Marky Mark and Kevin Hart. I, I didn't get a chance to watch that one, but I hear it's good. So come back next week to listen to my review on that and everything else. So just be safe out there. Uh, we'll talk to you later. So until then, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, Me Society. Mm-hmm.